Good morning, future Alex. It is day 20, and today is March 28th. This past week, I've been thinking about WordPress a lot. Depending on which statistic you believe out there, about a third of the internet is powered by WordPress, and it makes up about two-thirds of the content management system market. So this makes it a massive target for hackers, because they can invest time in finding a security flaw in any of the parts of the WordPress ecosystem. So that's the core content management engine, the plugins, the themes. And if they do, chances are that millions of websites out there can be attacked automatically. So WordPress has kind of become a victim of its own popularity. Now, I worked in IT security for a long time, and I remember WordPress sites always being top of the list for audits since they were often neglected marketing sites that someone somewhere had quickly installed and no one even realized that they were hacked. For me, the biggest issue with WordPress sites is they're very quickly installed. Any hosting provider out there will usually have a one-click option for installing it. Things look nice out of the box. But if the owner doesn't invest the time to maintain them or maybe doesn't even have the knowledge to do so, they're just ignored until one day the owner wakes up and the site is defaced, meaning their content is changed to display something else that they definitely don't want to show their customers or audience. Usually it's something illegal. But hackers know that if they change the content, the owner will react. So they'll be shut out of that site sooner rather than later. So they've become quite stealthy. They won't change the content of your site, but they'll just silently redirect your users, your website visitors, to other sites of their choosing. And they'll go a step further, and oftentimes they do it randomly, so not everyone is redirected. And they'll even figure out if you as the site owner is looking at it, and they won't redirect you. So you'll be in the dark for a long time that your website is hacked until maybe the amount of customers that are telling you there was something not quite right starts getting more and more. And that's when you start taking action and having a look that there must be something wrong. What bugs me even more is that I'd love to have like a one hosting provider that I can point you to and say, use them, they're safe. I personally consider Flywheel one of the best WordPress hosting companies out there. Terrific support, and if you have to use WordPress, I wouldn't hesitate to use them as your provider. But even with them, you're not safe. A while back, I had a website running with them that was hacked. Thankfully, it was just a simple page, but it took me a while to figure out what had happened and where had I made a mistake. It turns out there was a small window, uh, I believe about two weeks, where a security hole in one of the plugins I used was compromised before I was able to update it. So a hacker gained access to the files of my site and changed them. And at the time, I was following Flywheel's recommended practice of not using any security plugins because they have their own security infrastructure. And in addition, they very clearly state that their core WordPress files, so the files that make up the content management systems, are locked down when hosting with them. So when I discovered that the hacker had changed multiple of those core WordPress files, I was very surprised. My first course of action was to install the most basic security plugin that is available for WordPress. And it showed me these changes immediately. So my question was, Why wasn't I informed by Flywheel's security infrastructure that something had been manipulated? And 
Why wasn't it prevented in the first place? After all, these lockdown files shouldn't be editable. So I immediately followed up with their support, which I still believe to be superb. But ultimately, the discussions with them went in circles, and I couldn't get my point across that their marketing was very misleading. The fact is, the way they implemented this locking, at least at the point in time when this happened, was very easily circumvented by the hacker, by any hacker really, by accident. I'll save the technical details of that attack for a future blog post. It just goes a bit too far for this podcast. But this realization was a real shock and made me doubt the level of security I was expecting from them and ultimately getting from them. I'll save the technical details of that for a future blog post. It goes a bit too far for this podcast. But the realization I had was a real shock and maybe doubt the level of security I was expecting from them and ultimately getting from them. Now, let me be clear, I still host with them and I found ways to increase my security myself, but I just wish there was a provider that offered it out of the box for each and every hosting plan they offer, especially since the simplest free plugin could detect this intrusion and at least tell me quickly. So what is it that I recommend when people ask me about hosting websites? Well, it depends on who's asking, and specifically the technical level and their willingness to manage the site and invest time. So for a basic homepage that hardly changes, and it's kind of a business card online, just go with Squarespace or Wix. They're simple to use, the pricing is reasonable, and they take care of security very well. Of those two, I would lean towards Squarespace, because their sites are just using more basic web standards, whereas Wix renders their site as some JavaScript. And both of them don't really have great speed scores in my experience, but Squarespace usually has the edge over Wix. If you want to have a web shop in Europe, Wix might be the better solution because you can fulfill the legal requirements with a Wix web shop, which I don't think currently is possible with Squarespace or Shopify. But for Basic use cases, both are really good. For bootstrappers with a technical background, I just go with the static site generator. I've heard good things about Statomic, which I might be giving a try soon, but there's plenty of options out there to look at. And while the upfront costs of getting one of those static site generators up and running is more than other solutions, the maintenance costs are almost zero. It's essentially designed to be hacker-proof so you don't need to worry about that too much. Now for bootstrappers with less technical background, and this could be marketers who just have built up years of experience in WordPress or freelancers or, you know, small business owners that don't have knowledge required to do a static site generation. My recommendation there is as follows. Step one, choose a best-in-class hosting provider that is solely focused on WordPress. I've mentioned Flywheel before, they now belong to WP Engine, both are really good options. Don't rely on the cheap hosting providers that have WordPress as an add-on. That sets you up for failure from the start. Secondly, choose a complex password for your administration user and if possible, rename that user to something else than admin. Right? Admin is easily guessable and if you have that in combination with a simple password, again, you're setting yourself up for failure. 
And thirdly, install the WordFence plugin, which is a basic WordPress security plugin, regardless of how much the hosting provider says you don't need it. This plugin will inform you when your plugins or themes are out of date, which means there are updates available. And if you get one of those emails, go into WordPress, click that button and get those all updated within 24 hours. Don't be lazy. Don't wait a week. Don't wait a month. Install updates as quickly as possible. Now, these three steps, they're not bulletproof. They'll get you there most of the way to not being hacked. But if you are and take any signs of this seriously, even if one customer just says they visited your site and they were redirected, contact your hosting provider and their security team will usually have a look and even take care of it. Flywheel, for example, will restore your site to a working site if it's hacked, which is great. But don't rely on that. If you slip up on your duties and, for example, you're collecting personal information, be that like a contact form, a mailing list, under European law, if you're hacked, you have to disclose that data breach. Now, this all sounds like a lot of work. And yes, it is. And even if you do it, you're not 100% safe. So that's why I recommend other options first. WordPress should really only be an option if you have to use WordPress and you're committed to investing the time to maintain it. So what do I do? Well, for Innovote, I decided to add the content pages directly into the app. So I'm essentially using my web development framework to deliver content, be that the landing pages, the blogs. This has a great advantage, super speed. My Google page speed is 98%, and even YSlow shows it at 85%. Interestingly enough, the deductions there are for Fathom, my privacy-aware analytics, and Google Analytics, which I guess page speed conveniently ignores since that's a Google product. But both are great scores. The primary disadvantage is that I'm deploying my app to my servers for any content that I change, which for now is fine. It's all automated. But at the same time, that's not necessarily a long-term strategy. So I can either add a mini CMS to the project, which may be enough in the beginning for some blog pages. But as it grows, and especially if I outsource some of the content production and management, I may have to consider a different system. For Mail Merge 365, I am currently hosting the content on WordPress and I follow my own rules that I've mentioned before. And because the traffic is getting quite considerable now, the attacks on the server are constant, right? WordFence tells me what attacks it's blocking, which countries are attacking what they're trying. But it's costing me a lot of time that I think is better spent in improving the business. So I'll be moving to a static site there within the next month. And if that approach works, and I have a setup that I'm comfortable with, I'll probably be moving all my WordPress sites step-by-step step to that model. With one exception, which is my personal blog. That's hosted with WordPress.com, which is WordPress's own hosting service. Now, they have tremendous security, but it comes with a compromise that you can't customize your blog as much as you'd like. So there's only a number of themes they support, and I believe no plugins on the basic hosting plans. So it's a trade-off, and it's one I'm willing to make for a personal blog. For my business, I need more flexibility for analytics and for data collection and so on. Anyway, I hope that helps. That's all for now. 
I'll talk to you tomorrow.